Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and joining us this morning, our latest visitor from the East Texas Crisis Center, one of our veteran groups to interview on the In Focus show and always great to get caught up with this agency and today's guest, Susan Walden, the East Texas Crisis Center's Director of the Children's Prevention and Education Program. Good morning, Susan. Great to have you with us. Good morning, John. Thank you so much for having me. Don't forget, In Focus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash infocus. Infocus is uploaded to our website by the day after the show airs. Susan, you obviously are a specialist. You are the director of one specific but uh, certainly very critical component of the East Texas Crisis Center. And we're going to get into that in a yes. few minutes. But we also want to make sure everybody is up to speed on everything the Crisis Center is doing. So let's start off, as we always do, just a brief history, mission, vision, anything like that, who you are, what you do as a crisis center. Sure, sure. So the East Texas Crisis Center began um, back in the 70s as an all-volunteer agency. And um, the, then the crisis center became a safe haven for those that have been impacted by family violence, dating violence, sexual assault, or uh, violent crime. So, um, yes, it started in 78, if I remember correctly, uh -huh. and, um, and then it has just grown exponentially. Um, basically, you uh, are, again, providing safety, shelter, and education to victims of family violence, sexual assault, dating violence, other violent crime. And one yes. of the things that jumps out to me about your mission statement, I think this is really important, and it's posted online, by the way, to restore dignity and purpose in people's lives while promoting public compassion and awareness to reduce violence in the community. I guess a ripple effect would just be one way of explaining what you do. Absolutely. Um, obviously, women who have experienced these types of violent crimes have been just devastated um, in that situation and so when they come to the shelter they are given um, their own room a place to stay a place to feel safe and then resources that will help them get back on their feet um, one of the things I also noticed looking at your website, which, by the way, is etcc.org yes. for anybody who wants to do some further research or who needs help. Absolutely. Immediate crisis intervention and advocacy are available on a walk-in basis during regular office hours. And what are your office hours? Well, this gets into the different locations that you have. And if yes. you can tell us what counties you serve, first of all. Sure. We are in Smith County, obviously, here in Tyler. But then we also have outreach offices in Henderson, Van Zant, Wood, and Rain counties and um, after office okay I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here excuse me uh, you would want to call the crisis center or just check online for the office hours in each county of service depending yes, on they where may you vary that's correct yeah. okay and then after office hours you can call the hotline at 903-595-5591 or 800-330-358 and this is for people who need just immediate help exactly right an emergency situation and um, yes that's manned 24 hours a day so they can give us a call anytime they they're in, in need uh-huh and by the way the main number in Tyler is 903-509-2526 as it has been from the beginning uh -huh. and I do go back not quite that far but <laughs> over 30 years so that phone number is kind of burned into my brain That's and awesome. uh, you've moved I think a couple of times over the years you're now at 2401 Huey Drive yes, which sir. used to be known as part of Old Noonday Road in Tyler yes. so we're all caught up on that briefly we want to give you a chance to talk about your specific area of interest which is children and then move on into more details but if you can sure. just kind of give us a quick rundown 
of some of the different programs that you offer under the auspices of the Crisis Center? For the children? Or uh, for for children? everybody, yeah. Sure. Well, we do have um, different services um, that would help the residential clients as well as non-residential um, clients. We have the individual and family therapy. We have licensed counselors that would do that with our clients. And then we also do risk assessment and safety planning, helping ladies figure out, you know, what to do if they're in a bad situation with their in their home or, you know, in their living situation. Um, then we also provide legal advocacy. Um, we have support groups for ladies um, that meet in the evenings. And, uh, and then we also have economic education and life skills classes. So we have lots of different opportunities just to help women in need. Mm-hmm. And I presume that um, if you are listening this morning and you're in trouble or you're having real doubts about your relationship or if you know and care for someone who is you just need to get in touch right away by calling one of those main numbers depending on which county you're in or those hotlines absolutely yes and even if it's not an emergency situation they're just like you said questioning things about their relationship um you know we can hook them up with a counselor and advocate just to help them you know kind of sort out the situation okay we're talking to susan walden the director of the children prevention and education program at the east texas crisis center and let's get into that right now we want to know more specifically about what you do and i understand there is a two-fold purpose of the children's prevention and education program exactly um so it's a long title that i have the director of the children's prevention and education program but a key component that we have is focusing on um the children in our uh, shelter, just making sure that they are getting educated. Um, After families arrive, we often have to help the moms get their children registered in school if they've come from a different area or a different school Mm -hmm. district. We want to get them plugged into school as quickly as possible just so that the kids do not fall further behind. Um, Often when the kids come to the shelter, they have missed a lot of school, a lot of classes, you know, just because of their situation. And so they've fallen behind. And so our facilitators work really closely with them just to get them caught up to their grade level in school. All righty. And then areas within the children's department, and I understand there are several, if you can talk about that and some sure. of the services offered. Yes. Oh, and I, I'm sorry. I, I, I misspoke. I mean, I didn't um, cover the, the prevention portion. Right. Sorry. Okay. I, um, Let's and uh, Yeah. So that part of um, is a little bit, you know, <clears throat> it's more in depth just in dealing with kids who have witnessed violence who have witnessed Mm. the trauma you know going on in their family um we try to focus on breaking the cycle of violence in these families um we have groups for the children where they're able to talk just about making good choices how to deal with anger how to deal with stress taking responsibility for your actions and you know learning about consequences for you know making bad choices and everything so we want to just you know encourage the kids to you know, not follow what they have seen, what they've witnessed, but just to kind of break that cycle. Okay, and now we get to areas within the children's department. Sure, so in um, our department, we have uh, services. We can start taking care of kids as young as um, three months old, all the way up through high school. And so, you know, moms will come and they're trying to escape their abuser. They bring their children with them, of course, because it's not a safe situation to leave them back at home. And so um, we have We Care, which is our um, basically like a nursery 
three months up to two years old. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, Miss Cheryl. She does an excellent job with our babies. And then we have an early education class. It's early childhood education for three to five-year-olds, which is basically uh, just like any other preschool. It's a certified child care program. And we're preparing our, you know, three to five-year-olds for kindergarten. They're learning, you know, just all the basics, just like they would. And Miss Alva makes learning um, incredibly fun, and <clears throat> the kids love it in there. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, and then we have our school-age program, which, you know, obviously starts from kindergarten all the way up through high school. And this includes after-school program that has tutoring and homework help. Um, and then there's activities that, you know, that are um, focused on math and reading. And we have Mr. James and Miss Aline that are fantastic at building relationships with our kids, and um, they the kids look forward to seeing them every day after school. So it's been a it, it, we have a wonderful department. Okay, resources at your facility for resident children. Did we cover a little bit of this earlier when we were talking about the shelter, or more you want to add? We um, there are some other things that I wanted because a lot of people, if they've never been to our facility, they've never taken a tour or anything, they may not know, but. Um, 20 years ago when our um, when ETCC was in a smaller building a different location um, and they were knew that they were about to develop a new building they designed it with kids in mind because they, they only had a one small room at the old building mm-hmm. in which to house all the children program it's just one room so when they designed this building that we're in currently they gave us an entire wing and so the um, we have specific rooms that take um, that are for the little ones, nursery and early childhood, of course. But then we also have a music lab, science lab, a computer lab, and then we have a children's library, an art room, and a half court gymnasium. And um, so, anyway, it's been a great opportunity just to be able to give all these kids these opportunities to, um, you know, have these things to do go to the library, run around in the gym. And then we also actually have a playground outside Uh that, you know, they always take advantage of and they love to go outside. So Mm -hmm. Susan Walden with the East Texas Crisis Center, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Susan is the director of the Children's Prevention and Education Program at the Crisis Center. Contact information, they're at 2401 Huey Drive in Tyler. Main phone number is 903-509-2526. And please check that website, etcc.org, for more information and including uh, where the other facilities are, the satellite yes. facilities, and how to get in touch with each of those individually, depending on whether you live in Henderson, Van Zandt, Wood, Rains, or Smith County. And that's very important to note because there might be a facility right in your own backyard and Absolutely. You don't have to go all the way to Tyler if yes. it's a little bit uh, too much of a drive for you. Uh, you have a summer camp program, uh, a good time of the year to be talking about summer camp. <laughs> <laughs> right here, yes, in the thick of it. Um, so, yes, our full day summer camp begins as soon as Tyler ISD lets school out. The mornings are really focused on math and reading specifically. We make um, a lot of headway in the summer just getting the kids caught up to their grade level. And, you know, I um, I have a rule with the teachers that um, in the summer they just have to make learning fun. So they make... um, writing and reading and math um, just into you know fun games and activities just to keep the kids interested and enjoy it and then in the afternoons in the summer our facilitators will do 
educational activities and then we also take field trips and get, play games and all those types of things that a normal you know summer camp would do so give the kids an opportunity just to have hopefully a normal type of summer while their moms are maybe at work or they're, and they're out of school yeah i want to clarify something right now i know you have outreach facilities in four other counties um and i think we probably need to make it clear to our audience that uh, not all of these uh, programs and um, initiatives might be available at any given outreach facility. You can go to one of them, but you may have to come to Tyler for certain things that the Crisis Center does. Yes, um, yes. The, everything that I'm speaking of is specifically at the um, Smith County Tyler location. Yes. Uh-huh. Very good. Now we move on into something a little bit more. I I don't mind talking about summer in the thick of autumn, but uh, (laughs) it is the holiday season. And um, what better time to talk about Christmas wish lists for children and an opportunity for those who want to donate. Absolutely. So um, obviously Christmas is upon us and we um, celebrate Christmas a lot at the shelter. We will have different, you know, Christmas parties, trim the tree party. Santa's going to come and visit us. But um, for the kids who are staying at the shelter during Christmas, obviously, that's a really difficult time. You know, they want to be at home. They want to be where they're, you know, feeling comfortable and and, uh, have all their normal um, things. But we try to make it as normal as possible and provide gifts for the moms to be able to give to the kids so that, you know, she's not feeling left out. But um, for our wish list, you know, we will take really any new unwrapped toy um but you know sometimes people forget like oh we have teenagers you know at the Mm -hmm. shelter and you know while sure they might enjoy playing with a hot wheel or a teddy bear you know it's, it's difficult to always find the things that um or you know find donations for the teenagers so you know things that are like any you would expect any teenager to enjoy you know headphones bluetooth speakers you know things like that um sports you know equipment things like that uh-huh. are just great for the older kids but you know anything that is um geared towards babies on up to 18 years old you know we Very will good. take just yeah okay wonderful um and a couple of stories that maybe you'd like to share with us about some of the experiences that uh names anonymous of course some of the kids who have gotten just really benefited from these services yes well we do um because sometimes the children you know will be um at the shelter with their mothers for you know uh, an extended period of time we really develop close relationships with the children Mm -hmm. and um you know we try to create a connection build trust with them not you know not with the kids only but also with the mothers and we did have uh i can think of one little boy that was with us recently who um he had been ill off and on for um about a month and he had had to be quarantined for a while and um his five-year-old birthday was coming up and he had been talking about this you know for the past six months as most five-year-old you know four or five-year-olds look so forward to their birthday and um we he had even had to go to the hospital at one point but he had recuperated and finally was able to come out of quarantine like the day before his birthday Mm. so we were able to have a great birthday party you know we celebrate these kids just like you know any other child we want them to feel celebrated and loved and so we were able to have a party with cake and ice cream and give him presents everything so it worked out really well and he felt so special he was so thrilled and excited just to be able to have his birthday with us so anyway we just we love these kids we are always so um 
you know, we were welcoming. I try to give them each child a teddy bear as they arrive just so they can have just something that is their own, something that they can, you know, because many times the families had had to leave all of their you know belongings back at home because they're just trying to make a quick escape so they yeah. don't have their own toys and you know stuffed animals and everything so anyway but i love what i do i love the children i love building relationships with the families and we're just proud to have this um program there at the crisis center just to be able to you know provide all the resources for the families very good susan walden with the east texas crisis center director of the children's prevention and education program at the crisis center our guest this morning on in focus i'm john sims main phone number at the tyler location on huey drive is 903-509-2526 website etcc.org easy to remember and a great source of information for folks who want anything beyond what we've talked about this morning and who may want to know a little bit more about what happens in your uh, outreach facilities in the four yes. uh, area counties. I think what we want to do now, Susan, is um, go into some of the specific programs. A lot of people, well, the first thing they think of when they think of the East Texas Crisis Center is the shelter, and that is such a critical part of what you do. But again, as we said earlier in the show, there's so much more. And um uh, just looking at your website, I see counseling, advocacy, direct client services, support groups. Tell us a little bit, if you can, about some of the support groups that you have. Sure. Um, for the resident clients on Monday evenings, we have a parenting class that is led by a couple of our counselors that are on staff. And it's a great opportunity just for moms to, you know, learn some parenting skills. Obviously, they've gone through a lot. And um they have to you know also work on themselves and just be, they want to become a better parent and so that is a great class for our moms on monday evenings but then on tuesdays and thursdays we have classes that are also available for non-residents mm -hmm. for, for residents as well obviously and the tuesday night group is called heart and it's just about teaching women to um, develop better relationships with their partners um, avoid abusive relationships you know start making maybe better partner choices you know learning to see the signs um, in a relationship so they can avoid being in a violent or you know domestic violence situation again all right. Um, advocacy and legal advocacy. That's one that kind of tends to go under the radar. I don't know that a lot of people are aware that you even do that. And let's talk about that a little bit. I think there are several sure. components to it. Yes. the um, Our advocates really work a lot with the moms to, um, you know, when the moms get to our shelter, they may have, you know, they don't have a job they might not have a car you know they're just trying to get back on their feet and so the advocate comes alongside the moms works with them to develop you know if they don't have a job they will work on getting helping them get a resume if they do not have any education they try to get them plugged into a training program or you know a local school or if they need their ged and things like that um, and then they also just help them with making you know life choices you know they're there to be a kind of a sounding board and an encourager in the mom's life 
Okay, very good. Uh, Susan Walden with the East Texas Crisis Center, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. I'm going to go ahead and quickly run down some of the other things you offer. Family protective orders, crime victim services, violence intervention network programs, economic education classes, um, some of the things you offer that we've already covered under the children's umbrella. Yes, sir. And uh, if we have time, we can go into some of those in detail. I don't know that we will, but certainly it's all listed online and uh, you're welcome and I would guess encouraged, uh, I wouldn't guess, I know you're encouraged Uh to research some of those at that website, etcc.org. I want to talk a little bit about the red flags. These are some of the things that if people pick up on them, it uh, can result in their very first visit to the crisis center. Yes. Uh, There are all kinds of denial and all kinds of fear that keep people from recognizing and following through on these red flags. They're all listed online, but if you kind of want to go over some of them in brief and talk about some of the things that uh, people in uh, abusive situations might want to know about before they make that first phone call to the crisis center. Sure. Well, um, you know, I think if you've ever been in a relationship, you know that there's different tendencies that people have. Sometimes people, um, you know, men and women can be very controlling and that alone can turn into um, abuse. It may not look like abuse. It's not physical, but um, someone who is controlling um, the the partner's behavior or all of the finances does not allow you know the um, partner to leave the house and things like that that is abuse you know but obviously someone that is uh you know laying hands on on you or your child that is abuse um just uh sorry i lost what i was going to say um but just you know things that you may have gotten almost used to you know behavior yes. that you know it's just like it starts small and then but gradually progresses you know you have to stop take a take a step back and and figure out you know what is going on what is this what is what what are they trying to do and realize maybe i need to take a step back and away from this relationship and um you know try to get some help and you know we're not telling people you have got to leave you know your partner we want you to get some help get some counseling get you know, couples counseling and, um, you know, work through some of these problems. Very good. Um, there are some things that you do to um, keep your profile up in the community. And um, among those, there are actually, I believe, three different months that you focus on. February of every year is Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. In yes. April, Sexual Assault Awareness Month. October, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And uh, you have, um, during February, let's start with that. That's sure. the next one. Up. Uh, yes. what, what happens during Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month? So during that month, um, we have advocates and counselors that will go out into the community, go out to special events, um, schools, local schools, and um, just to teach youth about this issue. You know, a lot of kids they have witnessed violence in their parents' relationship, and they begin to think that it's normal and so Mm -hmm. they um our counselors go out just to explain to kids what is acceptable behavior what is not we do not want to perpetuate this you know idea of like it's okay ever to hurt your partner or you know make demands of your partner your you know boyfriend or girlfriend and everything so um yeah so it's just making kids aware of uh that this is an issue Mm -hmm. that's february april and october 
uh, Sexual Assault Awareness Month and Domestic Violence Awareness Month, respectively. Those are also the months when you give out your HOPE Awards for people who have really stepped up to the plate for the crisis center and for your clients. Let's talk a little bit about that. Sure. Um, Yes, in April, we will have our first HOPE Awards of the year, and we give those awards to different members of the community who have gone above and beyond for our survivors various types of people in our community they may be um you know public figures they might just be somebody that you know behind the scenes is really doing work for our survivors that people aren't even aware of so we want to honor them we want to thank them and um you know just show our appreciation and our sexual assault awareness uh, month in April. Um, our theme is going to be I Ask, which is to encourage that everyone puts consent into practice. You know, just we all, like I said, you know, we're in relationships, but you want to ask for consent before you do anything uh-huh. so that we can avoid the sexual assault. You know, just ask permission, ask for, for consent. Very good. And as we continue talking with Susan Walden from the East Texas Crisis Center this morning on In Focus, I'm John Sims. Um, your, I guess, marquee event, if you mm, will, the one right. that uh, seems to get everybody's attention. And you've been doing this for so long. I'm, yes. I think it's been over thir- just about 30 years, maybe. And it's so. been real successful. This would be the East Texas Auto and Cycle Show. Now, because of COVID and because of uh, some of the logistical considerations that are going into the new WT Brookshire Center, which yes. replaces Harvey Convention Center, where you used to have the Auto and Cycle Show, you decided a couple of years ago to move it outdoors, and it turns out that it's worked out great for you. Tell us what's coming up on March 18th. Yes, March 18th, 2023, we are having our auto and cycle show um, at Green Acres Baptist Church parking lot. That is where we held it last year, and it was phenomenal. We had a huge turnout, great crowds, the weather was perfect, and it was just it was just a great day the entire day. We had a lot of car people brought their you know classic cars out, and then we had um you know the raffle that's a big deal you know where we yeah. raise a lot of funds for our shelter um they're ten dollars a ticket um autoencycleshow.com is the specific uh website that promotes um our you know raffle our giveaway it's a we have a 1965 Mustang that we're giving Whoa. away this year for a $10 ticket. You could win it. It's beautiful. If you go to autoandcycleshow.com, there's a fantastic um, pictures, and um, it's a beautiful, um, updated, you know, it has all the nice features. It's it's fantastic. So Jeremy Flowers is our uh, director of marketing and public relations, yeah. and he is the one who heads up this, um, the Auto and Cycle Show, and um, so he has... Um, always finds great vehicles for us to raffle off and and this one was actually donated by a local Tylerite mm. for um, for us to use for the raffle. So we've been blessed. Sounds like a lot of fun and really your key big fundraiser of the year. It's along fa- with yes, that. it's huge. Yeah. Yes. And thanks for giving out that extra website. Autoandcycleshow.com is yes. where you need to go to get more information about that. And uh, on the topic of fundraising, and we talked about donations earlier for the kids, especially for the holiday season. But you can donate just any old time. Donate money. Absolutely. Um, just yes. Go to, I guess you have a donate tab on your website. There, we do. Yes, we sure do. And during the Christmas season, we also accept donations of gift cards, uh-huh. especially to like Walmart or Target. And that way we can use those to give to our moms for them to go do shopping with their um, with their advocate for, you know, Christmas 
presents for the kids or if um, for like our non-residents we will sometimes give them gift cards for them just to get you know groceries for christmas yeah. if they need gas etc sure. you know we're all you know feeling that so um yeah so there's lots of different opportunities for you to donate and yes lots of um on the website there's a tab where you can donate um right there so etcc.org in case we need to repeat that and that is correct you do have volunteer opportunities as well yes we sure do um there there's a spot on the website as well to uh if you want to volunteer you just kind of have to fill out a form and you'll be contacted there's different opportunities in um the client services area the shelter um administrative things so any type of interest that you may have just reach out to us and we'd love to have you very good and we've covered most of the ground that we want to cover on the show today but let's review quickly um we've been talking with susan walden with the east texas crisis center director of the children's prevention and education program mission statement to provide safety shelter and education to victims of family violence sexual assault, dating violence, and other violent crime. And I have to repeat this second part, and to restore dignity and purpose Absolutely. in their lives while promoting public compassion and awareness to reduce violence in the community. Uh, a little less than two minutes left in the show. Uh, where do you see all this going? I mean, the problem isn't going to go away. And as uh, the population of particularly the Tyler area increases, the challenges are going to continue um anything particular in mind any strategic plans or you're just going to kind of stay the course and keep uh, uh, doing what you've been doing all along well i think what we are doing is working because we have um we have a great shelter we have a welcoming place where you know moms single ladies families can come and recuperate from the situation that they have been in but also get back on their feet and find a way out of the situation that they are in and you know become a success story you know we have many moms who find a job find a new place to live and get back on their feet and out of the shelter and it's it's a wonderful success we feel blessed to be able to watch those success stories very well put and thanks for that answer susan we have been talking to susan walden with the east texas crisis center we have about a minute left in the show um once again 2401 huey drive is the physical address for the main tyler location also outreach offices in henderson van zant wood and Raines counties give them a call main number 903-509-2526 and you can find contact information about the outreach centers on that website which is etcc.org and we're out of time susan walden thanks so much it's been great thanks for keeping us up to date on what's happening at the crisis center thank you very much for having me i appreciate it you bet susan walden east texas crisis center our guest this morning on in focus i'm john sims thank you for joining us and we'll see you again next week on in focus <laughs>